I'm Nicole Tamron. I'm a watercolor artist and introvert who ironically loves to talk shop. One thing I know is that no matter where we are in our creative journeys, we all have something to teach as well as room to learn because there's no one singular path when it comes to doing art. And hearing the stories of others are truly what allow us to get out there and tell our own. Join me as I reconnect with industry friends for real talk about art, business, and all the life that happens in between. So this week I am having a chat with Emily Dumas and I felt like this conversation just needed a little bit of context because there's a little bit here that's out of date. In fact, this was the very first interview I did when I was just trying to figure out what this whole podcast YouTube interview thing even was. And Emily is a very dear friend of mine, and I am fortunate to have her making me laugh both online and in my text messages almost daily. And so she has always been incredibly supportive and also ready to jump in to whatever weird hair brains game I seem to have. In fact, if you've been listening for a bit, she was part of the first podcast episode we did with Juliet Meeks talking about our experiences in, in Atlanta this year. But this was actually the year that nobody went to Atlanta. So if that seems a little bit out of date, it is. But Emily's story is absolutely incredible. I've always loved her perspective. And so I really felt that it should still be shared before we get too far along here because I am hoping to wrangle Emily into more of my harebrained schemes in the future. Emily, I'm so glad I get to talk to you. I feel like the last time we tried to meet in person, it was actually at Surtech. Can you believe that? Like that long ago. Oh, it was Atlanta. It was Atlanta. No, we tried to get together in Atlanta. Yeah, that didn't We miss each other in the night, like two passing ships. Yeah, yep. That is like literally our relationship. You were coming in, I was leaving. It just didn't work out. Now, was this your first trip to Atlanta actually? Second. It was the second trip to Atlanta. Okay, that's awesome. What do you think of that compared to Surtex? Because I'm- I'm a Surtex girl. I always love that, but so I don't know. I don't have much Surtex experience. I walked it one time years ago with my friend because she wanted to do stationary show. Mm-hmm. And then when my agent did Surtex, yeah, I went. I like Atlanta much better. I want to see product. Yeah. I want to meet my clients. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you have actual, do you yeah. guys set up appointments when you're in Atlanta? I don't. My agent does on my behalf, but encourages me to go to showrooms to introduce myself Absolutely. Um, to people I've worked with. And if I have a collection or piece there, then I can see it in person. That's actually, I feel like this year was weird because you had, if you had things releasing, it was this, this like lull in the year. I know. It's just like, I mean, not to say I always have crazy releases, but it's just, it is fun to stumble and not just on my stuff, but like on other people's things too. And you oh, kind of, yeah. you know, it's like, shop in the show and you get to see what everyone's doing and you know just that kind of energy was not there this year at all yeah which is a little weird so you did go this year then I did not no it was this big FOMO thing but then nobody was going so that it just was I hadn't planned to anyways because I'd gone two years in a row and I mean it's like kind of the same thing over and over again right unless you have a collection or you're like really looking for creative ideas or just haven't been in a while so I started thinking I would start to go every other year. Every other year. I think yeah. that's fine. I know for me, it's always been something like, it's it's actually really the purpose of a lot of these conversations I'm hoping to have is that I feel like it's my touch base to 
the real part of the industry that is my peer group. And, you know, just yeah. having it, having these offline conversations about just how it really is going or just that general tip chat. Like for me, it's a very grounding thing as with Surtax is just that sure. idea that I don't really know in either show, did I have these grand plans? It's just the fact that it's this mm -hmm. time of the year that you can get to touch base with art directors, yes, your agents, yes, but also just with other artists doing what we're doing. Because I think one thing this year has really kind of shown a giant light on, not that we weren't aware of it, but you, it's kind of a solo deal. Like you're yeah. in your own studios, you don't really have that same like we're just not out and about in the way that other people are because a lot of us are sure. working remotely anyway. And then this for some reason just felt more of that yeah. in a way. So it's just like that that need of that conversation or that connection point that I've really been just like missing in general. But yeah, yeah. I know it's it's like it's really hard to on your own reach out to people, especially if you don't know them. Like if you casually meet them at a show. Yeah it's just a lot more like intuitive and easier to like approach a conversation or introduce yourself. I don't know. There is definitely an aspect of being in person. That's much. There nicer. is. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's funny because even just, you know, an artist meeting another artist and also it's the same kind of thing with manufacturers too, is those yeah. offline conversations become so much more normal when you've had the in-person ones. And I think that's yeah. one of the things I've always loved and kind of really speak to the value of trade shows, but yeah you know, that's just sort of a random thing that I, I think it is. It's artist side as well as agent and, or yeah. manufacturer, which is so important. And I know for me, when I go to shows, I always say like, I don't want to just be a page in a portfolio. Like I really like them to sure. know that I'm there, who I am and get to interact. Especially if you're like, I consider myself a people person, like I'm approachable. Like I love talking to people and strangers. Yeah. I think for some artists, like that's definitely something that they don't like doing or, or mm -hmm. up here, right? Yeah. Like, I have to now meet these people in person and what if they don't like me? And there's like all these things going around in your head. <laughs> um, for me, like, I think that's, I was just talking to my students about this today, you know, like half of what you do is really like how you interact with your clients. Sure. It's yeah. sort of like personality yep. thing, really. And it's funny because um, when you say that, like you love that and it's, ironic but I am very fearful of that normally I'm a very I'm like an introvert and I'm so quiet and I get nervous about it but with art licensing or in those those I think I'm just so with my people that it's it pushes yeah. me out of that fear like I genuinely want to know other artists that are doing this and I really love getting to interact with the clients because it it is so outside of my normal comfort zone, truly, but it's, I'll come up with little random strategies. Like, I think I told you I'd highlighted my book and like forced myself to say hi. Like, it's, yeah. because I do, it's so valuable. Every conversation I've had has just been so, like the good so far outweighs the bad. And you're just, you realize like that you really do need those connection points to be successful in that, that area. And it really, truly does boil down to communication, which is kind of funny it's yeah a, it's a learned skill I, I love that you're talking to your students about that because I don't yeah think I'm I'm naturally. yeah well you know I think some of them are really talented like you would look at their work and be like wow this person is skilled yeah however I was telling them an interview I once went on for a freelance job and they didn't look at my work and the way I interacted with the, <laughs> the creative director was something that no one would ever do today but <laughs> It was just that. It was, yeah. can you understand my weird sense of humor? Yeah. And how are you going to work with your writing partner? There yeah. Was not, they, they were like, we don't need to see your work because we know that you're capable of doing it. It's just, 
can you work? Like that's a given. You're expected to be good. You wouldn't have been in there if you were. So now it's from that point on. So can I actually ask you, so how did that process look for you coming out of school? Like, obviously you, you, did you go to school for graphic design or illustration or how did you? Yeah, graphic design. So yeah, I had like done my intern. We didn't actually require an internship, but I had done internships like sort of on my own through college. Um, you know, I went to a liberal arts school, so I didn't go oh, to. Art so you did not go to an arts. This no. this this question is like the hot topic in my house right now because. Oh really? Oh oh yes, and I'm a horrible artist mom. That's like discouraging art school ironically because that was my path right like so I, I know that path sure. well I teach yeah. in that path now but yep. I think there's this idea um you know me on the other end of this kind of looking yeah. at it how do you like what's the what's the rack you kind of hang your hat on because I feel like the yeah. creativity is always there it comes out it's it's sure. just this way so how do you have it have a little bit more of a structure that can sort of like you know as parents and also just I think we just want to make sure you have a good foundation mm-hmm. of a way. So yeah. I love that you did that. I actually, and I, I feel like what's so interesting about our field is that we meet so many people that have no art background at all that sure. are doing this. And then yeah. we have, I don't know, I, I guess maybe it is a 50-50 and then people that have always done art and then now are doing this. And I think you yeah. get a different comment on both ends. Like, would you still say that's like the route you would suggest for people is doing that, that liberal arts kind of experience yes. at art school. I'm a liberal arts, like, yeah, advocate because, yeah. and I also now teach in an art school. So mm-hmm. I see how different the student body is. Sure. So what I love about liberal arts is, well, you're forced to take all these courses, which at the time you think is invaluable, right? You're like, why am I taking yeah. a psychology <laughs> course or whatever? But in the grand scheme of things, you're more multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Also, what I particularly love about the school I went to is a, it's now a university. So there are more students living on campus. But when I was there, it's a commuter school. It's primarily, oh, wow. yeah, a commuter school still. So everyone that went there um, lived pretty locally from local high schools. Yep. And we all worked full time, went to school full time and you know that's great so you you were because I did that too I was working I don't think I was working full-time but I was working like 30 32 hours a week because I put myself through school and there was just that that was just part of it and I always found there's something a little bit and I'll say this too even transitioning from my non-art career into my art career there's this level that you kind of have to do both until you don't and I think so many people think it's a choice like I'm gonna do art or or the liberal arts or I'm going to work and then or I'm going to be a student or there's all these little kind of and ors and it's really it's it's all it's all at the same time and I think that that's one of those things that I've always thought has prepared me for sort of the other side of it which is that you know one of the things that I think is interesting about what we do and we always say what is a feast or famine right so you have no projects at all oh yeah (laughs) all the deadlines are on top of each other so I feel like in a way, the idea yeah. of like working while you're in school and kind of, I don't know that that's like a, we don't want to all just be overloaded all the time, but it does beef you up in those skills to say, I can multitask yeah. and switch gears. I can have yes. my brain think this way. And then here's another. So I think that that's, I love that you did that. Cause I, I mean, I respect that completely. Cause I, I was yeah. in the same situation. Like you just, you're, it's got, yeah. And these even still, like I tell, you know, working a job in college Again, I worked a retail job. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I was a manager by the time I was a senior in college, but that gave me people skills. Yeah. That show that I could like talk to consumers even. Mm -hmm. They're not buying art necessarily, but it really does set you up for success if you know. I mean, my students at art school, they don't, a lot of them don't even work at all. Right. So that is a big hurdle, I think, for the dedicated art school student. And I'm not obviously saying they're all that way, but- um, No, but it's, so, yeah. it's more common. I, and again, I'm like, I also did, I've had decades in retail and being a more shy person, I know, especially when it came down to the trade shows, I, it's, I always think it's funny when like different areas of your life don't seem to connect until all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh that, that was really oh, valuable. Oh yeah, yeah totally. Because I was just like, you know, the same mm -hmm. thing of like, hi, how are you? What are you looking for? I'm like, that was so natural in that very scripted way. But yes. leave it just to me on the other end of just being the sort of like, you know, I'm a little worried to be there. The whole thing's sort of nerve wracking. <laughs> I don't think I would have gotten those sentences out if it wasn't scripted after like 15 years of sure. saying, hi, how are you? <laughs> and it really, yeah. it's really that, and it gets you over the hurdle. So yeah. yeah, I love, retail experience is one of those things I feel like everyone should have. I know. Because it's just like so basic for how to interact with people in general. But so with yeah. school, so you went through, you have a liberal degree, but especially like your concentration is in- uh, Yeah, I have a bachelor's design. degree in graphic design. But and then where did you transition at? What were your first, you know, as you're getting ready, did you have jobs lined up or with, if you were interning, did, were those some of those? Well, I actually had, we have like a portfolio review day, which I assume most yeah. design programs have. And I got a, connected to somebody that day. Wow. Um, which, yeah. That's which, I don't, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I think what made me stand out was um, you know, when you think about a graphic design portfolio, especially this was back in like early, uh, mid 2000s, so yeah. 2005, yeah, 2005. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have a website. It was all <laughs> books, you know, you'd put yeah. it together in a book. Yeah. And everyone in my group had a book and I didn't, I like built things by hand and like put them in a box and it was all sort of like interactive, but in a handheld way. Oh. So I think I just stood out as like the creative approach one. Yep. <laughs> So I got connected with the creative director at an ad agency and I had an interview like right after this day before I even graduated. Oh they ended up not having a position for me and it was all this sort of like corporate stuff that was out of my control, but eventually it landed me in that, in that field. I think that's um, incredible. Cause I think that's, I'll tell you for my students as well, or yeah. past students. So they're getting ready, they're pulling things together and they're getting ready for this like portfolio Thing. And I like, you know, my experience was so different. Like I left school and kind of didn't know what I was going to be doing. So it was that idea yeah. that you had these little things that sort of like set you up on a path to go down a direction, which obviously I'm, I mean, we all know did not fit you fully. Otherwise you wouldn't have pivoted out. Yeah. I mean, I got burnt out after a while. So I ended up at like their sister agency, which was you know, I mean, I did the whole Boston thing, like commuting yeah. to Boston for six or seven years, living, you know, on the North Shore for people that don't know. It's, you know, half an hour north. Yeah. But um, yeah, eventually, eventually I got burnt out. But, you know, I will never take for granted the what I learned there. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am if, I, if it weren't for that job. Right. All that foundation. The stuff. connections are unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I mean, having on your resume. But I, you know, I started there as an intern. So I was doing a paid internship after graduation. 
That's great. And then eventually they, they had said they wanted to hire me and it took a little bit longer than they planned, but eventually, yeah, I got hired and I started as, I was really a junior designer. Mm -hmm. I was for a specific design team. And then ultimately, well, once the recession hit and they laid off everybody, they sort of redistributed us into like the general creative department. So that's where I kind of played more of an art director role. I was Mm -hmm. never given the title, but I. But that's what you were doing. Did you actually like that as a, you know, in terms, because I've always heard from people who have had art director positions in the past, they always feel like why they got into it was to do the design or do the art and then they would find themselves moving up and when you hit to this art director role you just you almost lose that connection vision making or a little bit so did you find that as well or well not really just because they never changed our titles so we were a design group so we were really like built specifically to do logo design and or like really brochures, catalogs, um, nonprofits, things like that. Mm-hmm. So when we sort of merged with this group, I, I, again, I don't think they knew what to do with us because we were the people that could do both. Right. Okay. You know, like we could have the vision, but we also could pay attention. We could lay it yeah. out and do all the details. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up still doing that, but then they're like, oh, you want to work on, you know, this billboard or this TV commercial or this like thing that was sort of out of your scope of work. Yeah. But, um, you know, at the time it was, you know, bare bones sort of creative department. Like everyone was just like all hands on deck. You are lucky you have a job, sure. you know, so you do it. yeah. yeah. So, so, did you have like, if, I know obviously the burnout's a very real thing. I think we all kind of hit that at different stages with whether it's a different career or same career, but do you feel like you had sort of like a breaking point or a moment that you just were like, I, I just have to make a change. This isn't fitting you know, my creative style or just what yes. you were doing that you really were like, I have to shift this. And yes, because I will tell you, you're, you're somebody that literally will make me laugh out loud. Like every <laughs> if I see something online, it's generally yours. And I'm like, well, yeah. God, she's so smart. She's so brilliant. But I, I, have a good I, I think it's so funny because you have that very quick wit. And I don't know that that would come out all the time in, you know, some of that. Well, I was always the art director or designer who, <laughs> I would get myself into trouble sometimes because I, I know, can see that. Too much. Like, Don't call me, come down and talk to me. Like we need to resolve this in person. So the moment for me, um, and I have to be honest because I, I still feel that this is maybe not a problem as much as it used to be, but Boston mm-hmm. specifically, Boston is a small town. Yeah. So when you work in the creative industry, um, there's only a few places you can go. Mm -hmm. especially in advertising and it is predominantly or was I should say because I left there in 2012 so it was a good almost 10 years ago yeah it was predominantly male Mm -hmm. and I uh we had one female creative director in the whole company in the whole group and one female art director with the with titles so I was I, I felt like I was constantly fighting for work and what happened was when we we were moved into that larger group we kind of had to start we had to like I had to prove myself again again I worked here for four years I don't want to start over yeah so you really had to regain the trust of like your your new art directors and creative directors because you were meddled in and so I found that really really frustrating um and I eventually had a creative director who knew that I was capable and would really start to include me 
but at the time the work was just not as strong as it used to be there was sort of mul multiple issues um but yeah you know they sent me on this job and told me what a great opportunity it was yet nobody else wanted to do it oh, and so <laughs> I kind of read between the lines and was like they're just gonna keep giving me things I don't want and yeah. So it was just time and I didn't, I was getting bitter and I didn't want that to happen because I'd mm -hmm. made such a great connection and every job I've gotten since then has been because of that place in some way, shape or Oh, form. really? Oh, that's yeah. pretty incredible. So I, you know, just knew if I was going to leave with grace and dignity and yeah. with anger that I just had to move on. No, burnt bridges. <laughs> I didn't have a plan. The scariest yeah. part of my journey was I didn't have a plan. I, I just quit. Like, I did you have any idea that you were going to quit or you were just like, it's time? No, I did. I did. did. But it was a very, out? it was a very last minute decision. Um, I went on that. I ended up going on a photo shoot. I was in New York for, for a client. And I was like, I'm going to give my notice when I get back. And I remember my parents like, what, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to try to do this illustration thing. And if I, if I fail, I'll go back to corporate world. And when was that? That was 2012. Wow. So what did you, so, all right. So you literally were like, it's time. It's and time. You give your notice. And it was just like an end date. So did you have like two weeks to say this is happening or just. Two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So two weeks. And two you're weeks. like, my life is going to be different in two weeks. Yeah. I had no work lined up. <gasps> nothing. I just was like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. And what was your first move? Or did you just have something? Um, I ended up working in-house, like freelance mm -hmm. for a company. Um, so I started getting work through that way. But then it, honestly, it just was like referrals. And this person recommended you for this. And I just kept getting freelance that way. I did a lot of on-site stuff at first for just design jobs. Sure. But the, you know, the illustration thing I had been, I had a side business, like all through that job. Mm -hmm. Okay. where I'd make my own products. I was doing greeting cards. I was doing wedding invitations and baby showers and, you know, before the days of online printing. So I built up like a little clientele doing that. And yeah, I so was wholesaling. I was doing craft fairs. So all like in, within my last couple of years at the agency, I was doing that. So you already um, had that kind of, because I, I think one of the things I really yeah. love is, like you said, like so many of your jobs and referrals have come from the, the places that you were. And I think that that's like, we always have that sin. I had that too, where it's like, you're trying, there's so many creative things that you can do. So it's like, yeah, oh, like, the, like yeah. so uh, cause I, I've doubled in stationary and like the product mm -hmm. and I've just had like kind of that, the stuff that just was going on, but I really didn't know what I was doing with any of it. And there was no plan behind oh, it. Yeah. And it's just like shiny object. I'm like, oh, that's fun yeah. to do that too. But it's really interesting to, cause you had such a structured, creative draw job in a way and you still yeah. had this energy for that at well the everyone I worked with thought it was insane because I would literally go home every day and work on my business work on yeah. my I, I just really wanted to try it um so I think that's ultimately what led me there um but you know I was so young I was in my 20s like I didn't have a family I did like I was dating someone for a while but he was creative too and it just was something I did naturally. Yeah. So, but yeah, a lot of people don't, that's what I think happens to a lot of creatives that work nine to five. Yeah. They don't have the energy after work. They're right. soul sucking. You know, they're like, I'm not doing this for fun. I do this <laughs> at my job. Yeah, right. 
there is something interesting about that idea too, because I did not have a creative job. And I remember sure. being in school and having a teacher mention that at one point. I can't even remember who it exactly was. I just remember someone kind of saying, there's two roots. There's the idea that you, in some ways, so many on paper, right? You've made it because you've got the creative job, but it's, <laughs> It's the idea that when you do have that energy draw during the day, sometimes that may hinder your idea. And I love that you actually have both, like the idea that you're already doing that, but also you're like, you give your two weeks, but technically this was bubbling for years yeah. on the side. And, and yeah. And to be honest, I completely failed at that portion of it. So, I mean, I failed at the, like making my own products, you know, yeah. and craft fairs and Honestly, got myself. Do you feel like you had some learning lessons there too, though? Like I know the process that I did. Like I will tell you, I had the worst. I did. I think I did a year or possibly two years of like the craft show, and I have to tell you, I'm not a schlepper. I realized that looks so fast. I'm also not a maker. So one of the things I realized that I had to go through is almost like knowing which boxes fit me or not. And I know the one thing I'll always say that I took away from my the the craft show kind of idea is that I felt like my branding, not that I think it's an amazing thing, but when I got to Surtex, this is kind of something I was doing too, but my branding helped me develop more on that side too, of how I package myself. So like, that's yes. like my little learning lesson is these things don't fit me. And then this other kind yes. of side thing happened, which I think is yep. kind of nice. So those failures are really, they're never failure. I mean, they're, we always say that, like, right. it sounds like, I mean, kind of like eh. but you know, it's, it's the idea that you are picking up lessons there. Yes. And I mean, it all, that's what ultimately led me to licensing Yep. because I, I was making so much product. I mean, I was right. making like these little magnets and like hand, I had a button maker. I was making every magnet and folding every card and yeah, schlepping them to craft fairs yeah. and some I would do great. I mean, I did New York shows and then some, I was like, this is a grind yeah. and I don't even, I have no time to make art. Right. I'm making yeah. product. You're making, you're the maker. And yeah, I was like this, there has to be a better way. Yeah. No, that's and that's, so did you connect with licensing off of the idea that you were doing this product and you were looking for the better way or did it sort of? I don't, you know, I, well, that's how I learned about um, Make Art That Sells, which was a, a Lilla Rogers. She had just started doing that. Sure. Okay. Around the time that I was sort of trying to figure it all out. <laughs> and so... I don't even know, again, like Instagram wasn't that, I don't, I don't know how I fell upon it, but. It's just sort of a couple of things connected and then you yeah, just fell upon the course. I didn't know what, I didn't know what our licensing was until I took those classes. Like, right. Isn't it funny with all these careers and you think, like, I know even I am at the art school and that particular field is not kind of mentioned. And it's so no. funny to me because I feel like it's, such a large industry and it's so broad and it doesn't mean yeah. you have to just do that thing but a lot of things that especially artists will come in contact will fall under that umbrella in some way and so it's yeah. it's just so interesting and it's a little bit how you see programs not quite catching up like I definitely know I had read the term somewhere but I mean truly yeah. you know we're still doing you know we've got the editorial class we've got the black and white class we've got that like there's and they're they're all really valuable but you think well this could technically have like six classes in it if not more we don't even have the one so you just I know we it's like so and I don't know if that's changed and again you're right there's so much more information online and I know a lot of my students are aware of it just from like 
the idea that they're far more savvy about finding out things online. And so they'll kind of bring in questions, which I love, but yeah, yeah the actual industry is really not touched upon still, which no. I just a little bit wild because I mean, truthfully, you do need to do all of these very practical things. A lot of things that designers or illustrators wind up being in is product-based in a lot of ways. And yeah. so it's very, very tied in, which is interesting. But the same thing, so Lilith was the first time you had heard it. Of yeah, and, and then they were, I don't know how the course is structured. I know it's like blown up significantly now, but it was smaller <laughs> then. And it was sure. very, it was a small Facebook group. Mm -hmm. um, but I got connected to a lot of people through there that I still, still talk to today yeah. that are, you know, some do art licensing, some don't, you know, I think everyone was just sort of curious. And so I started like kind of dipping my toe in it on my own because mm -hmm. there really wasn't information. And I was like, okay, well, I think I kind of grasped this, like it's for product and I can set a, a fee and I can make royalties or a flat yeah. fee. And again, when those people it was like kind of educating your connections to be like, hey, I want to do more of this stuff. Sure. So like, sure, I'll do your design work. I still do it to yep. this day. But like, I'm also really interested in this. So maybe if you have a job for me that requires some illustration. Mm -hmm. And I think the nice thing too that. is like being very good. That goes back to your communicating piece and also liking talking to people. Because oftentimes when you throw that out there, the first thing I know, I know, I think people are just instinctually designed to want to help. So sometimes yeah. even if that's not their project, when you put that bug in their ear, it's just there and they'll, they'll be like, oh my gosh, I was just talking to a colleague of mine or a friend of mine that's doing this. And then they'll recommend you off of that. And I think that that's always, I know one of the things that's been hard, just, I know it's hard for my students. I know it's hard for me is keeping it part of your language about what you do, even if yes. that's not the job you're doing. And so I remember giving a presentation a long time ago and my opening slide was literally like a name tag and it says, hello, I'm an illustrator, because I feel like that almost <laughs> needs to be the first thing that comes out of your mouth in every yeah. conversation. So people are constantly understanding what you're able to do with them, even if you're not doing it at that moment. Yeah, and it takes like, for me, it took me a long time to tell people I was an illustrator because I right. felt like I was, I wasn't like I was a designer like I was obsessed with typography and these finite details and like I could create a logo and so for me to tell people I'm an illustrator was like oh I would always say like oh I'm a designer and an illustrator which yeah. I, I still feel like you I are am. yeah um but now I'm much more confident saying I'm an illustrator and I'm much more confident saying I do art licensing yeah um, I know it's funny it's that, that that self-validation it's almost yeah, like yeah. oh I just do this thing on the side but like yeah right. it really is and I don't know what it takes for us to sort of like I had a friend say that to me one time like when will it be enough and I can I feel like that's been supposed to me a couple like when is it enough income when is it enough that you're like, when when what is right. the check mark you're always reach to say this is what I do and this is my job and this is who I am and it's so funny how we need that that like validation or the box to be checked for us to say oh yeah no you, <laughs> I do right. and, and I'm an illustrator like and all these things well, it depends who you're talking to, right? Like if I'm if I'm meeting a group of people of non-artists, I try to keep it vague because they don't quite grasp what no. you do. But Not if you all. meet a creative person, you can easily explain and they understand. Yeah. I always use the example when people don't know. I'm like, okay, so you go to Target and you buy a shower curtain. Yeah, okay. There's art on the shower curtain, right? There's a design. Somebody has to create that. That, that's me that's what I usually say to keep it simple and then you feel like that kind of registers because I know for me I know <laughs> I say what I do and then the first thing is like 
you'll get the question of like, oh, well, can I buy something from you? And then you're just like, oh, I don't even know where they're sold. <laughs> it's right. like, like where's Waldo of that? So it's kind of well, funny. Like, to see. So what do you do? You just re-divert the conversation. Or I, know. Something else. I just say I'm an artist, which is really funny because I don't identify with that term at all. I don't but really either. When, yeah, I've never, I just, I don't know. Artist to me is a just, it's a different term. I just, I, I definitely identify with illustrator more, but you know, you get yeah. the question, oh, do you do children's books? And it's just, it's just easier oh. to say that you're an artist. Because well, I have an idea for a book. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or my aunt's writing one that I think right. she's or, looking for. I'm looking on. for a t-shirt. You're just like, oh, oh, oh no, no, no. I know I run from those <laughs> projects. Yeah. And actually, so you've to... Like haven't you yeah. done a lot of freelance? So have you found yeah. people that just feel like they're a comfort with the style of work you do? Or how do you just, how do you vet your project so that you're not kind of going down roads that just don't feel like they're really comfortable or things that you want to do is that yeah I mean I say no to a lot of things yep um so do you feel it has to fall in that category for you so if it's design work it's totally okay to like not be connected with it and but if oh, you're an yeah. illustration you feel like you have yes. a little bit more of a handle because you know I, I'm so on board with that because I do yeah. a lot I mean I don't know what I do that's not thinking through the income piece of it and yeah. I'm not a part, oh, and I think that's my disconnect with with artists actually is that I really love the idea that there's purpose at, of what I'm doing. And I love that I'm solving a problem. And I, I really truly oh, think that yeah. we are part of, you know, it's a service-based business, I think is what it really comes yeah. down to. Um, and I'm really good with that, by the way. Like I, I actually love all of that about that. Yeah. But I think sometimes when you get into your work that you really are enjoying, especially if you're doing that side of things, if you have that work that you say, no, I'm really only going to limit projects because you've done so many different things with that style of yours that like yes yeah, sometimes it's the more commercial things but you've yep. done gallery shows you've done yep. a lot of personal projects that I think you know and again I find you literally to be the funniest person I know you don't you probably don't even think this but like I you're like my sense of humor so much so like your lettering of, is always amazing <laughs> yeah one of the other artists my agent reps she's like you've got to do stand up and you like, so do I, I have some like bits and some things so I'm like a I We'll go for drives in my car and talk to myself and I'll practice things all the time. Yeah. I think that's so. a <laughs> You'll be like the stand-up well, illustrator. It'll be, It'll be it's also mind. because I'm an overthinker. So like if I have to come to a conclusion about something, not like yep. what do I want for dinner, right? But yep. like a real decision, like am I going to take this gig or I have to have this uncomfortable conversation with a student or talk to this person, yep. I have to practice the scenarios. Yep. So no, I, I think that, that like talking out loud and talking through them for me is the best way. I think that's, so do you feel like there's humor in those conversations that you're having or are they more practical? I mean, I'm a pretty logical person, believe it or yeah. not, but I, yeah, I try to just keep it casual. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like to be the person that's easy to talk to. You're but to I need to be taken seriously <laughs> yeah absolutely well, well, I think or when I need to be show. you know right. I need to be taken seriously um but that and those are the hard conversations yeah the me. audience that you're speaking to I think also plays a lot into that like so are yeah. you talking to a design director are you talking to another creative are you talking to a student I think those those are all really good situations to field out and to have different tone in just as we have yeah. like different tone with our art pieces are you trying to get an audience of one or are you trying to hit it where it's like you know, really getting down to middle America and being able to oh, gosh, resonate yeah. with those people. Like it's all about tone, which is pretty interesting. 
And teaching has actually been the thing that's taught me that more than mm. anything, more than any job I've ever had, um, more than any interview I've ever had. My students are really the ones that have shown me how much I have to, just a lot of things like being more empathetic, being more direct, being more honest, um, being more inclusive, just all yeah. those things. And also, know? I'm sure, cause I know I've noticed this as well is every kid is different. And I think that it's a real skill and one that I'm constantly honing to be able to speak to that person to get the best out of them, which, you know, I have not been in that kind of role yeah. where I've had a, t a design team or, but I imagine that's a lot of getting the best work yeah. out of people is a skill set that I don't know that all of us possess. Cause I know I've definitely worked with certain people that sort of crush that side of you. And I think that that's something, you know, I'm constantly trying to sort of just how do you deliver feedback and how do you receive yeah. feedback on my side too? Like, how do I ask better questions so that I can get the better feedback? And that, that truly, that you're right. It's, it's kind of almost boiling out the emotional side of it and just sitting with each kid and realizing it's a person. And I, I think that's, that translates so well to business as well for me yeah. on the other side is that sometimes we look at it as like professor and student and you realize, no, we're just people. And I think that that's the idea yeah. for manufacturers and an artist you're both just people and it's really good to be able to develop those interpersonal skills along with the portfolio because I love when you said you know the reason you were there is that your portfolio already worked they weren't there to look at more art with you they were there to well, sit no. there and say do you work with our team because right. we already know you can do the art and I think that I mean, that's yeah. so interesting and I if you look to your students that way too I think you're a better teacher like you don't you don't look to them as an a, a, like authoritarian figure like mm -hmm. I'm I'm in charge here and I know more than you sure you know they're your they're your team like I teach yeah. like a creative director because I feel like okay these are this is my team and th they're they may not be on the same level as far as skill but yeah. we are technically peers right but that's also too because they will rise to that level that you set out for them yeah. which is very very cool and I think that the idea that you're that's actually in a weird way. I love teaching from your real world experiences because yeah. you're bringing it and just the way that you phrase and structure things is really setting them up for an environment that will be similar when they leave the educational environment and move out into the world. So the same things that yeah. you're calling them on today, they won't get called on down the road, like file right. formats or naming or all these little right. things that you think Which, like it just like blinking lights you're new like that stuff if you can kind of hammer out on that earlier side but it's it's bringing that environment into the classroom I think that's yeah. so valuable I would I to all of my teachers that did that though they were like my favorite ones like I always yeah. felt like that was the class I just completely it, it does come yeah, from right. experience totally because yeah. I mean my that agency job I mean we the the I have never seen a process so thoughtful sure I go, I've freelanced a lot of places, mm -hmm. in-house, agency, corporate, email marketing. I've never seen what I had at that first job because of the process. Sure. It was like the eyes that looked at it. It wasn't get it done yesterday. It was get it done right. Mm -hmm. And so you, you pick up those things, right? Like, I mean, I it was went just down yeah. the type. It wasn't just like throw type on a page and we're sure. done. Like I set the type, somebody else kerns it. I look at like, I mean, rounds and rounds of sure. things, it's so meticulous. So have you been able to take some of those like core transition pieces from 
working in the agency because it's different when you're not working with a team, right? So now like I'm sure structure wise, that's probably helped inform the success of your independent business. I know for me, that's a part that like you, you really get this experience and you pull it with you to your next task. Yeah. So do you feel like you miss in a way that, that sort of second set of eyes or that team? Yeah. I, I, that's actually been the struggle for me in being, Mm -hmm. um, on illustrators because I'm used to being on the other side. Sure. And so I sometimes I'm much better now. I try to learn like, okay, I have my job, you have your job. And so I try not to overstep in the beginning. I was overstepping a lot. Oh, clients do you think, or with, no, I just think art directors or, okay. Um, you know, like trying to, I guess I was trying to be like more collaborative, Sure. but realizing like there's already an objective in place and you're yeah. not the person now that can decide on the direction it's going to go. Like that's yeah. been decided and you're here to help execute it. Yeah. That's a different role entirely. Right. Yeah. So I struggled with that a lot and I've learned to let a lot of that go. But what I do find troubling, especially in art licensing is the quality aspect, right? Of sometimes not knowing what the product's gonna look like, yeah. if it's how you envisioned and learning to let some of that go as well. Sure. Have you ever had a product that you were just like embarrassed that your name was yeah. on? Yeah, several. <laughs> you can no more share. In the beginning I was like, oh my God, this is, what am I doing? I'm, I'm in the wrong business. But you learn eventually <laughs> yeah. that I don't have to show everything. Right, exactly. No, no when, or, or anything at this point. That's the right. <laughs> that's what I've fallen into. And so, yeah, I, I show the things I'm proud of. It's funny right. because, you know, people probably say this to you, although you're always like, well, I'm not as active on social, but people think I'm so busy all the time, which I am. You are. But I'm not always. That. I make it look like I am doing a lot. <laughs> But I'll just like slap a mock-up up there or something like that. I love that you use mock-ups too. Cause I was like, I, I was actually gonna ask you I'm very practical. I'm like, do you have a day that you just sit and make some mock-ups and then you'll have those for your social? Or is that something- No, I kind of off the cuff like, it. Oh, of course you do. Which yes, is, you are like, a very busy person by the way. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I do, but I'm not a, I'm not a planner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a, you're the Virgo like type yeah, A. <laughs> I know I am the Virgo type A and yet I don't plan. Because <laughs> it's, it's so, so encompassing. I actually love that idea that like you sort of do things as they hit you. Because to me, when I get an idea, it's almost like, okay, how do I execute this for the next six months? And then, of course, what's the answer? Oh, I can't do that, so I just won't. So it's very right. like well, I'm very all for nothing. And I really appreciate when there are people that just kind of go with the flow and when it hits you. Because I will say, I really do feel like you share a lot and it's one of the reasons I think that I just I am so amused by your stuff that's I'm like if Emily if you only post a little thing I'm just like oh my gosh it's just perfect well yeah I see I'm I will make things sometimes it's funny because I was just like um I did Elizabeth Silver's like refresh thing I didn't really I did it for like two days yeah but she, you know, she would be like, oh, I just post this for Instagram and she'll just like recolor it. And I'm sitting over here, like lettering a whole brand new piece because I just, it hit me and I'm like, oh, that would be great to post. Yeah. Seriously. It's not really the best use of my time. Right. Um, but I've learned like at my in age. In terms of Instagram is not the best use of your time or just the re. Just like re- making re- things just yeah. because they come to my head. And yeah. so I feel like, oh, I have to do this right now because. I'm going with the flow. When you go with the reality, it's like, is this serving my best interest? Yeah. So do you, but, you know, like, 
there's a shift that you are feeling because I know because I always say like we go through these like you do something for a certain number of years and then you kind of get like that bubbling up that says like I feel like I'm like either I'm in, am I in my lane and it's working well or do I feel like there's something else that you wish that you were doing sort of more of because I feel like with licensing yeah. and, and you have you have two things going on right so you've got your licensing stuff and then you also have your illustration and I think that they both can you know sometimes be the thing that's really like energizing you and then other times that can kind of drag so it's like have you feel like I always love licensing because to me it's the intersection of people who are looking at creative ways to earn income but I've met yeah. so few like you had said too you meet people in that environment but oftentimes it's almost on their way through I always look at it like it's like this train station where I meet the most amazing people but then they're also that might just be a little stop on their their journey and then they're ready to yeah. sort of direct other places so do you feel like this is still feeling like a fit for you in your business or do you feel like there's something else that you're trying to maybe put your effort and energy into the only I don't know right I, th I feel like I'm still learning so yeah. much about it sure you know and I've really just dived into certain markets that I've never touched which I'm enjoying good so it's still, um, it's still fresh in that way yeah yeah but you know I think I was speaking to you or someone where it's like some you know, we know it's like retail based, it's based around holidays and yeah. um, in advance. So sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to make any more like snowmen. Right. I just, <laughs> I'm done. Right. I can't get more creative. And then maybe you take a break. And sure. I think it's allowing yourself to do that as well. And, you know, luckily I have an agent who's not going to force me to <laughs> do those things, but you know, if I want to make money, then I'll have to. The sure. only thing I think, you know, it's like, I don't, I'm not one of those people that like has a five-year plan right. or, but I would, I would could see myself in a role that's sort of more agent side. Mm -hmm. I love um, that you say that. Cause actually, you know, when I first got into this, my complete thought was I was going to learn this. And then I was actually going right. to do this for other people because right. I didn't really do art for my job. So that's not where the confidence came in at all. But I was like, but I get right. the business side. I love the business side. I love the connection yeah. side. I'm the first person that said, if I see a project, I'm like emailing it to somebody. I'm like, oh, your art would be great for this. And I thought, you yeah. know, you meet so many amazing artists that are actually not strong in those other skills. And so, sure. you know, I think that's where that idea of like you just, and obviously you did very well in those creative roles prior in, not the art like I know you're always creative like I think that's kind of a, a baseline of what you do but I love that you kind of are thinking kind of in yeah. that that vein and also when you started with your agent because I know for me that was a little bit of a definitely a whole learning experience in and itself but do you feel like that almost linked oh, you yeah. back into that team aspect of having another person to sort of understand oh absolutely objective yeah. was that like a comfortable place that felt like it helped hone where your art was going yeah because it was um it and I think, again, this goes to like, this is sort of like finding somebody that you can work with, mm -hmm. right? It's like finding a doctor, right? If you go to a doctor and they tell you something, you're like, no, you're not advocating for me. So you find a new doctor, you know? Like, I think when I met my agent, she's a lot like I am <laughs> and she's direct and yeah. gives me the feedback that I need that I'm not hearing. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, especially as a surface designer or you do art licensing, so much of it is just like, oh, making a pretty pattern and it, this says happy birthday, but there's nobody really critiquing your work. Right. Yeah. There's and you don't really get that ever. Like the feedback is not, we like right. this, but it's just silence or yeah. we'll take it. Like it's just, it's yeah. not, you don't get that 
that growth feedback. Which can be like detrimental really, because you need that. And so I've found that at least with my agent, that's something that I am getting that I probably wouldn't be otherwise. Like if I was doing this on my own, I would just be thinking, oh, well, they're buying it. When I go back and look at rounds that we've gone through, it's like the initial round that I thought was the greatest thing. Yep. And she'll say, no, that's too dark or that's not going to work. And it's, it's like soul crushing, but at the same time, like I have thick skin from working in advertising. Yep. So you relook at it. And then when you go back and see what the one you sent to your clients was, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. What a difference. It is so funny too, because I feel like, I guess that's just receiving feedback and hearing, but I know for me as well, and I grumble, I'll be very upfront. Like I definitely, when I get some of that, I'm just like, like, I know everyone roll the eyes, but then, you know, you take the breath and you do it. And I will agree. I always look up the two. And even if I don't think it's a stronger image or color or something that I had decided, I was very much deciding on a whim where the other person's coming from a different angle. And usually if that angle is having to do with sales or placement or what it's fitting in with, it truly is the better version. And I think that that's such a thing that like, it's, I know that we do it so often that you do learn that, but does it prevent my eye roll and the ground? It doesn't still, it no, doesn't, no. I still do it, but it's, it's almost like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you do, it's you like, it. um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always going to be collaborative. But yeah. I think when, um, when you have the purpose of your illustration things, when you know what client's looking for it, my work has transitioned from what I felt like doing, which I have to tell you, I don't know that I really knew what I wanted to do it was just yeah. making stuff and you throw it out there hoping it sticks where now yeah. it's been geared more to these are actual needs from our actual manufacturers and that just feels so much more comfortable for me because I feel like I'm solving a, solving an actual need is a real yeah. for me. and I think that that's one of those interesting things too is like you said it's it really does go back to the collaboration and Yes. How much you can do that. And honestly, that's a lot of growth with clients, just as it's growth in our careers. Mm-hmm. It's getting those conversations started. Like it's also figuring out like what, I think sometimes it's hard to figure out like, what are you really good at? Yeah. You 100%. know, like it, it's like, okay, I know I have the skill, but what am I going to sell? Yep. So, and sometimes that can be hard to figure out. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I think that was me with creative careers, to be honest. It's, it's like yeah. trying all these things and then coming up with the fact that that just didn't flow for me or I didn't have the best yeah. idea or connection for it. And, you know, it's so funny with style because like I always think that's a little bit of an odd one for me as well is that my artistic style doesn't actually really mesh up with my personal style, but I, I can sure. do something really well and I've learned to lean into that versus yes, kind of question it. So I think that's one of the things that I love about like where your work is sort of going is that like you are sassy and you are funny and you're leaning into that with all those things right and I really yeah. like, I feel like I get that and I know your personality and I can see it in your work but it the- took someone telling me that to you know I mean my agent when she first sat down with me she's like you're you're hysterical like but she looked at my work was like you're not really super ready yeah but you're really funny and that's yeah. going to be how you get work. And I was like, really? But again, <laughs> like, it's like it. a box that someone checks for you. You're like, right. Hey, you're funny. You ever think about doing <laughs> And so here I am. And to be honest, like most of the work I sell is, is sentiment based. Yeah, definitely. But that's also another whole skill set, right? So, because not everyone can do 
right. the actual writing and the art. And I think that's a really interesting thing because we're, like you said, we're not all great at all things. Like, and you sort right. of have to discover and you really only discover by the act of like, maybe not doing as well in something else. Like I know yeah. so many makers and I know so many amazing people that have crazy Etsy shops and love selling to clients. And I have learned that's something that they're really good at, that they're leaning into. And I'm kind of, it just didn't work for me for certain ways. And I think that that's what's so cool about having a creative just career in general is it does, it's a really windy road. And even though some of us will end up kind of in the same spot at different points on that career path, you know, we are just so individual with it. And I think it's like those failures are equally successful in terms of pointing you to where you fit in your direction, which is really awesome. So have you ever had a time that you just were like, I don't even think this is working for me. I just need to do something totally different. Or have you always known, like it's always worked. It's just been flowed from one thing to the next to the next. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I just, I don't really see myself doing anything else. Like it just I mean, goes. I don't even see myself, like, I, like, will I retire at some point? Like you just kind of think, yeah. you don't have to. You can yeah, kind of going. I've always been creative. I mean, yeah. I always just knew I would end up here. No, no, I didn't know what specifically licensing, but yeah, it's funny. But I, you know, going back to the, the comedy aspect and the sentiment is that's something I learned about myself. The skill I didn't know I really had is like through the process and right. Yeah, definitely. And Amazing. And I think I that, I'm excited to see what you'll do with that. Yeah, I have decks of, I mean, I meet with my agent weekly and she laughs out loud some, and she's learned to sort of let me put things in my decks that she's like, no one's going to buy this. It's too much, but but it's good nope. to have it there because nope. it kind yeah. of, it's you. And they'll change it if they yeah. really like the design or something yeah. and like, okay, well, we maybe can't say this. Like I just sold a birthday card and it said, wow, you got old. <laughs> and they made me change it, which is sure. fine. But sometimes but, it's the eye catch, right? Like yes. it, it makes you pause for half a second and you're just like, oh my gosh, that's hysterical. But, you know, yeah, it's still the idea say. that they stopped and they got, it engaged them. So if you can engage for that half a minute, I think yeah. that's, sometimes all you need. So I guess yeah. just because I want to wrap up just so I don't want to take yeah. your whole day because you know I will talk your ear off for like <laughs> hours. But if you could give like either your students or somebody that was sort of struggling and finding their thing, right? What would that, what would a piece of advice be if you don't feel like you're quite on your path yet and you're just sort of like, because I know I've spent many years bumping along, like trying little things out until I felt like I found that groove. But is there something that you either did or could say that kind of helped you find that I think it's honestly like saying yes to everything <laughs> like especially when you're new to it it's what's gonna go wrong you mess right. up you hate it you love it I mean yeah I think just like saying yes to all I, because because saying no is that is a hard place to get to because why do you say no because it's either not paying you enough it's not fueling your passion. You don't believe in its values. You don't like the product. Like saying no is is really a hard place to get to. Yeah. So saying yes so I think really just, allowing yeah, you to I would say, try something and then you can decide after. Like you don't have to know when you say the yes. It's yeah. just experiment and try and just. Right. Yeah. You don't even know, need to know the how. When you say yes, you have to really like know that there are other people that are going to help you. You know, you're not alone in this. And I learned that in my agency job, 
I, and it was one of the best projects I ended up working on was because I literally said to the team, I've never done anything like this. It was a digital project with animation and all this crazy stuff. And I was like, so I'm learning from you, but hopefully like we can collaborate and do this together. So it's like saying yes, but knowing that there's people there that are going to help you. So the yes without the how, that's a huge thing. And the people will appear. That's awesome. That's (laughs) <laughs> that's so so good well honestly I, mean, I like you know i i really truly i think you are such a bright point in my day anytime you post like it really really <laughs> truly cracks me up like i really and i'm not a person that laughs which is why it's always super noticeable to me if there's people around me but like you just i i'm really? so glad that you're in my orbit and just you know like i no, love like that i people and just you keep me inspired and you keep me happy and I just can't wait to see what's ahead for you so thank you so much for hanging out and talking with me because this is you know we all need a little conversation from time to time but thank you again and we'll chat soon Bye. bye I'm so glad you were able to join for today's chat if you have a friend that you think would also enjoy some industry chatter and conversations about surface design, art licensing, as well as hearing from other creative business owners, please share this with them. At the end of the day, creativity, it takes community. I'm Nicole Tamron, and I look forward to reconnecting with you soon.